welcome to the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee. Every week I get a bit more posh because I am your hostess, Dory Peacock. And with me today, some people call Tim Maurice. If, if Dory gets to be uh, posh spies, I'm going to be ginger spice. Not because I'm ginger, but because she is the smart one. Yes, quite. We learned this on Saturday because I had never seen Spice World and we went to see it at the theater. The theater had a screening. Yeah, it was great 90s porn. (laughs) And by that, I don't mean porn made in the 90s. I mean, it was porn for people who get off on the fashion of the 90s. (laughs) It's it's like the third most 90s thing I've ever seen. What was the first two? Uh, The first one is Empire Records. Oh! You know Empire Records? Of course I do. I saw Empire Records when I was like nine years old. It's so bad. No, it's awesome. It's so no, it's really bad, Dory. No, it's good. You don't you don't know. It's good. It's good. No. It's the American graffiti of our time. (laughs) No, it's not. It is American. It is American graffiti for idiots like me who were nine years old when it came out and thought those kids were so cool because they worked in a record store. Okay, fine. And didn't get the joke of who Warren Beatty is. Who's who's Warren Beatty? Okay, okay. what are we doing? What ha- what happened to us? Tim? Online online dating. Online dating is what we're talking about today. Um, and today, you lucky lucky listeners get to listen to the T man and the D train talk to no one because we don't have a guest. We don't have a guest. We don't, we don't have a guest. We don't have a guest. No, we don't. We don't have a guest. We could not get a guest. Nobody wants to hang out with us anymore. This is that's what happens when you decide to sandblast your apartment pink. Well, I think that was only marginally at fault, really. I we have no proof of that. I think I think where you went over the edge was, you know, deciding to make all of the uh uh, the finishes on the on the ceiling, um, like petrified iguana, that was no, no, that was a little far. That's an homage. That's an homage to the rainforest. It's good. Which, it's, which rainforest? The the one that is you know the the one <laughs> that is there the forest where it rains. Rainforest. You know what we need to do, Tim? Because no one wants to hang out with us. What? We need to get some friends online. Yeah, that's true. Basically, everything happens online anymore. Have you noticed that? I did. You see the the John Oliver last week tonight thing about harassment? No. And I'm bringing it up not because I want to talk about harassment because that's a that's a conversation for another day. But John also, it's pronounced harassment. Harassment. Thank you. No. Anyway, um, it's funny because he, he opens with a commercial for AOL from the 1990s, like a vintage commercial. Ooh. And it's hilarious because like this guy says, are you ready to go to the big game? And the guy's like, yeah, just give me a second. I'm finishing up here with my kayaking buddies. Uh. <laughs> but it's inter- but one of the interesting point I'm making is that um, they talk about all the stuff that um, he can do, and he's like, oh, you can get your plane tickets online, and you can look up dinosaurs for your kids instead of having to go to the library. Back in that day, it was amazing. The idea of using the internet was doing things that affect you in real life. That was That's the main function of the internet. Yeah. Everything distracting on the internet wouldn't exist if not for all of the things we have to do that bring us there in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. It's the farmer's market of the mind. 
it's uh, <laughs> it's the whole foods that, of the that soul. That may be a little much. <laughs> um, I I also remember from the nineties, net and anonymity was really important. Like I remember people saying like, don't give your credit card information online and like, don't give your personal information, never mention your address, don't use your real name, you don't want weirdos to find you. And now like, it's the opposite of that. Yeah. Like, do you remember when I made you watch Catfish? You didn't make me watch Catfish. Let's pretend I did. It's better that way. Oh. Remember that time I tied you down in a chair and forced you to watch Catfish? Wait, wait, wait. That's not fair. I'm not going to go with that one because I already watched Catfish because I love Catfish. Wait, you had seen it when I showed it to you? The show or the movie? The movie. Yeah. You didn't show it to me. Oh. That never happened. Who did I make watch that? But I have seen Catfish. I just never watched it with you. <laughs> I forced somebody to watch Catfish. Oh, anyway, uh, in Catfish, that's the funniest thing to me is that if you had made Catfish in 1994 <laughs> or 1997 even, then people would have been like, yeah, you got to watch out for the internet. That's how they get you. But then when it came out in 2008, people were like, this isn't real. Nobody does that. Because, because how are these like these New York these like how are these like New York Jew kids like totally so stupid that they <laughs> they let it happen? Well, that's what we all think, but like it's still possible. And like the extent to which that woman goes, if if you haven't seen Catfish, don't listen for a minute because we're ruining it here. The extent to which that woman goes to fool him into thinking that she's like this 19 year old girl and all the characters she created with how like liquid Facebook was at that time. And I think since then they've made it. Yeah, I think that's that movie. Maybe the reason they've made it harder to I mean, steal pictures. I mean, high school kids are still making Facebook profiles for Shakespeare characters for their, you know, their English fa- finals. But yeah, <laughs> college kids did that, too. <laughs> I got a friend suggestion. You college from, kids need more creativity. I got a friend suggestion from the Romeo character of my friend's online Romeo and Juliet narrative for her Shakespearean adaptation class. <laughs> Do you think You've Got Mail could be made in 2015? Or is that a, is that a story that um, only makes sense in, in 1994? That's, I'm going to call You've Got Mail the second most 90s thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I think the whole anonymity part, the... The part where she doesn't know what he looks like isn't possible now because... No, that's possible. Well, it's it's possible, but it wouldn't be as cute because if he had shown her like a picture that didn't look like him or that was of someone else and then he shows up, there would be an element of betrayal that there isn't when it's just you don't see their face. Yeah, and the anim- but see, today, today though, everybody's pictures are so everywhere on the internet that if somebody contacted you and you never saw a picture of them, you'd be like, this is a fake person. That's true. So I think, I think it wouldn't work in the same way. And you kind of need the anonymity for that story to work. I mean, cause that's an adaptation of a story that's been adapted at least three other times. Yeah. It was a Hungarian, uh, rom-com. And then they adapted it and then they adapted it and then they adapted it. And each time the anonymity is what makes it work. Yeah. Because the, the cuteness of it is that, in like in their real life, they hate each other, but through this anonymity, they've fallen in love. It's like a Jane Austen novel. It's the opposite of a Jane Austen novel. It's the importance of being earnest. That's Oscar Wilde. I know. 
And and no, Tim, Oscar Wilde is not... Jane Austen is not Oscar Wilde in drag. So instead of doing a Jane Austen, uh, a faux Jane Austen update, what if I did my importance of being earnest with teenagers online? Ooh, that would work. Because there, there is such a thing like... Like Cecily is totally the 19th century equivalent of a Facebook stalker (laughs) because she's been clipping, she's been clipping pieces out of the society paper about Jack and she's been, or who she thinks is Ernest and turns out to be Algernon actually. Ernest uses like a a fake profile picture. Yeah. And then Ernest, and then the real Ernest comes and he's like, I'm sorry about using a fake profile picture. And she's like, that's okay. As long as your name is actually Ernest, because that's what's important. What would be the hot 2015 equivalent of the name Ernest? Jackson. Jackson, you need to come on the podcast and confirm this. We know somebody named Jackson. Jackson. He's way better than uh, Andrew Jackson, who's dead, but face will not stop staring me at night when I caress my $20 bills. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of $20 bills to caress? My, my, I don't tell you everything. Mm, weird. All right. So one of the things that we did was we asked our listeners for their online dating disaster stories. And here's what we got. I'm not going to read you everything we got. I'm just going to read you the three best things I heard. And then Tim will react uh, in the fashion of a 19th century melodrama heroine. Oh, my. I'm... I- I don't, that, that, that went a little Takei. That went a little George Takei George Takei is now a 19th century <laughs> melodrama heroine. He could be, though. Oh, gosh, she's so hot. This is my uh, Wuthering Heights starring George Takei. <laughs> but, as, Kath- but Catherine. <laughs> as all three Bronte sisters. <laughs> all right. Um, so this one was from a friend who said, I am a disastrous experience on- at online dating. Also, I swiped no on Matt, who's her current boyfriend. On Tinder for some arbitrary reason, only to meet him in real life and totally click. So there is that. So that turned out not so bad. What do you think, Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Okay. You remembered his profile like that well? Yeah. Listener, did you remember him that well? How do you know it was him? Maybe he's got a brother that looks... Maybe you've been catfished. Ding, ding. <sighs> uh, this one was from a listener who is also my former <sighs> roommate. Um, and you'll never know which roommate because I had 28 roommates since the time I was 18. Isn't that illegal in this state? I think it's only legal in Nevada. No, 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 no. It's legal here still. Uh, anyway, so she says the dude drove up from St. George. He wouldn't get out of his car to greet me. Our plan was to go to a movie, but once I got in the car, he said he was hungry. I was like, cool, let's go get food. He drives to McDonald's and orders himself two burgers, then proceeds to pull over on the side of the street and eat the burgers in the car. No, he didn't offer to get me anything. Then, in caps, Mm. this random kid walks up to our parked car and asks for a bite of his burger. The dude won't (laughs) respond, so I tell the kid he should go home if he's hungry, and eventually he does. Then he starts driving around and ranting about how women shouldn't use curse words. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) The well shit was mine. Um, I forgot why we were headed back to my house, but right before we got there, this, this conversation happened. Dude, do you have leggings? Like, on? Right now? No, ones you could put on. What, do you mean like under a skirt? 
No, by themselves. At this point, I'm freaking out. He pulls up to my house and says, Well, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. So I get out and slam the door. The window was down and he said, You slammed my door. I turned back and replied, I know. And that was it. <laughs> the biggest thing I learned from online dating is no matter how desperate you are to feel attractive in someone's eyes, do not put yourself in a dangerous situation. Uh, okay. So, Charlotte, what do you think? good. My Charlotte has now moved from Decay to Nixon. <laughs> Tricky, tricky dick, what do you think? None of the other Republicans like me, and I think it's because of my botulism pants. I just love the cluelessness of this whole thing. Like, the expectation of a sexual favor after the total want of gallantry. (laughs) Okay, Timothy, I think you're going to have specific feelings about this one. This comes from one of our listeners, who is bisexual... Um, dates both men and women anyway. And she says, met someone online and we clicked, talked for two weeks straight, set up a date. Night of the date came and I got stood up. They said I deserved it and said why. To clarify, I was perfectly behaved and charming. It was definitely a problem on their side. And so I asked what the reason was the person gave. And she told me, well, she said all homosexuals deserve to feel pain and burn in hell. She is a straight girl setting up traps to lure people in and (laughs) deliver God's justice. (laughs) Now, you see, if you're a preacher and you get caught with like a grinder profile, that's that's your fake answer. (laughs) That's your exit line. Yeah. (laughs) I just love, like, I messaged her back and I was like, dude, for somebody who hates gay people, she's kind of obsessed with them. Why are you so obsessed with me? Gosh. Like a Regina George. Yeah, she's the Regina George of weird online straight people. No, no, I mean, like, because Regina George says, why are you obsessed with me? So she's, she's the person that Regina George ostensibly thinks. Yes. Janice is. Yes, it's true. Um, I asked, I also asked people for their advice because you know me, Tim, you, we've met, we are acquainted. I just kind of wandered in here a couple times and you said, hey, do the podcast. So Tim's, Tim's like the stray cat of my human friends. I fed him once or twice and he hasn't gone away since. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, enough about me and Tim's weird dynamic. So I asked our listeners for their advice and... Here's what they said. I'm going to paraphrase some of these. Uh, One of my friends said, you have to Facebook stalk, which I think seems like a good idea because Facebook is where people put. It's fun. And it's great. It is fun. It's like gambling, but you know, you might get like eternal happiness out of it instead of just like 40 bucks. True. It's also like, what if this is the one? It's low risk, high, high, like high reward, low risk. Someone else said online dating would be perfect if it only stayed online. It's meeting the per- person that creates disasters. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. And then someone said if someone doesn't have a disastrous dating story online or in person, it's safe to assume they've never dated. Advice would be not to worry about it. Let yourself have fun and look goofy. Be incredibly forward about expectations. Do you agree, Charlotte? No. 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 Uh, which part do you disagree with? I All think, of it? I think there's something sexy about online dating if it's if it's right. If it is sexy. It's like I have a forbidden romance on the web zone. 
<laughs> as opposed to like it. And there is an element to that, which is like, oh, no, I don't want to discount that because there can be something exciting about that. Right. But I think you said, but the advice he gave was don't worry about it. Let yourself have fun and be goofy. Be incredibly forward about expectations. Oh. So do you disagree with any of that? Or Well, no, because I'm going to start an online dating profile. And the only thing I'm going to say is I want a secret romance and I want to be able to write a song about it when it's done. So. Ooh, you would attract some real queens that way. Oh. Tim, you had you had something you wanted to talk about in terms oh, of online yeah. dating. Um, have you have you? Uh, even though we talked about this beforehand, have you ever heard of InvisibleBoyfriend.com? Invisible Boyfriend. It sounds familiar. It is uh, a, web- a website that I found fascinating where you can make a fake online boyfriend or girlfriend. They have Invisible Girlfriend, too. Do you pay for this service? Yes. It's like 25 bucks a month. Oh, my gosh. That's like two Netflixes. Yeah, but it's also one fake relationship. Hmm. It's like a that's like a digital whore, kind of. But that's just porn you're thinking of. Um, yeah, I guess that's so. Um, it yeah it. So they 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 pitch it as you can either do it for the experience. So someone will pretend to be your boyfriend, like really, it's like yay, or you can sign up and be like it's fake, so you can like get your relatives off your case or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, see, in the in the old days of Facebook, we had to get our friends to agree to pose as our spouses so that our relatives would leave us alone. Now you can just get a total stranger. Yeah, exactly. It's a business deal. And does this... Oh, so it's an actual person that gets paid... To to do it, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I want to work for them. I thought it was them. just a company that would generate a fake person. I, I want to work for the fake dating company. I kind of do, too, because what if you had, like, a Bojest situation... Where you were like pretending to be their online love and then you guys actually like connected and it happened. There's you. You've got mail. Yeah. Well, I have a bit of a surprise for you, Tim. What? I did a little journalistic experiment in preparation for this episode. Uh Uh-huh. So I heard on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the great NPR show, about a website for online dating that only allows attractive people. Ooh. How do they weed out the uggos, you might ask? Well, they have their current members vote. So you put your picture up, and the people that you want to meet, so for me that was men, uh, for someone else it might be women, the people that you would be interested in vote on whether or not you're good-looking enough to join this site. Would you like to know how I did? Now, how did you do? Doreen. I did not make it in. Oh. I didn't. But here's the here's the best part. When you sign up for this thing, and I tried, I I was witty and pithy and charming and Did you say you like hikes, music, um and uh what else do people like? No, because I wanted to be honest. People like hike you should like hikes. Everybody likes music. You don't have to say you like music. No, you that have would to be like say, being like, I like air. You have to say you like music and you have to say you like hikes. I didn't say I like hikes because that was a lie. And you just want like, I don't know. I put up I put up a hundred percent real information about myself because I really wanted to know how attractive I was, not like how attractive fake Dory is. So I put up like the hottest picture I have of myself and I put up like a cute, charming profile. And while you're going through the vetting process, here's what happens. They have 48 hours to vote on you. 
And during that 48 hours, they send you a link in your email that you can click on to see how you're doing in the voting. <laughs> it brings up a little, uh, like a little chart. There's a line that says, there's a line that says beautiful. And there's a line that says, okay, I guess. And there's a line that says, uh, maybe. And there's a line that says, absolutely not. Oh. And then there's a little, the, the right side of the lines is yes. And the left side is no. And there's a little thingy-mabob that moves further to one side or the other as people vote. Did you get any beautifuls? I did. In fact, my beautifuls were neck and neck with my absolutely nots. <laughs> and my, uh, my um, maybes were just a, a close second to my absolutely nots. Oh. So it was, it, it was a tight race. It was, it was the Bush Gore race of beauty contests. <laughs> it was wicked tight. But here's how I found out I didn't make it. Nothing happened. No. So not only do they put you through this process, give you the ability to check on your progress, but if you don't make it, they don't tell you shit. See, what I really want to do is like... I think you're... No, I think you're missing this, Tim. They would have told me if I had made it, but when I didn't make it... They didn't send, like, an email that was like, we regret to inform you, you're not hot enough to join us. They just locked out my account. I went to get on after the 48 hours was over. They had locked out my password. There was no way to reset the password. And I never heard another word from the site. So it's not, they're not only the most shallow people, but also the most passive aggressive. Wow. I kind of want to, like... Like, break the curve. Like, get, like, a couple yeah. thousand people to, like, get in with, like, fake accounts. Mm -hmm. And then, like, start start voting for everyone who's not conventionally attractive. Oh, it's happened. Like, they have been hacked so much because of this. <laughs> they've, been they've been hacked. So they have, like, DDoS accounts. But have they been, like, stormed? I think probably... I, I would bet that you are not the per first person to think of this. I would be willing to bet that there have been several people who have... Who have stormed. So how do they tell? Do they like, like oh, you're voting, you're voting yes on all the ones everyone's voting no on. That's no. I don't know. But see, if they kicked you out, they wouldn't tell you. You'd just show up one day and not be able to get in. So just get back in on, do they keep track of your, uh, your IP address? Probably. I don't know. That's a good question. But IP address is pretty easy to keep track of, so I'd imagine so. Okay. But like, yeah, I just thought that was so funny, like. Not only is it super shallow and kind of rude, it's also incredibly passive aggressive and cowardly. <laughs> I want to do like the same thing, like break the curve, but do it with like beauty pageants. Yeah, yeah. So buy out every like rich landowner in town mm -hmm. and say, if your daughter doesn't go this year, scholarship for life right up front. And then get like, like, you know, like, like a girl in a wheelchair and like, I don't know. Like Conchita Verst, <laughs> get the people that the small town will hate and get them all in the beauty pageant. Like, well, we have to pick one. Well, I'll tell you this, Tim. I don't know if you know this about small town beauty pageants, but the only people who enter are the people that everyone in town hates. Yeah, I want to ruin that. Sorry, Miss Emery. Sorry. I want to buy out Miss America one day and have it be exclusively uh, nice people. Yeah. 
everyone's going to be like not in the right height range. Like nice, you're only going to have like people that are like five foot or like six, seven. Mm, that would be amazing. We're going to have a Mindy Kalen or a Gwendolyn Christie. Nothing in between. No middle ground. Nope. No middle ground. I like that. Um, we're going to include a, a cute segment later, but in summary, Tim, what do you, what is your opinion of online dating? What do you think about it? I mean, I think it's good for dating. Elaborate. I don't think it's, it's the right, like eHarmony.com, like you're going to meet your soulmate with our computer algorithms. And that means our computer is God. And your marriage is only witnessed by this deity. Like that's, that I don't believe that that's going to work for most people. I do believe though, if you want to meet people and you want to break the ice and you don't have time to meet through friends or like that, it, yeah, it's fine. Open your scope. And yeah, that's what, that's kind of what Aziz Ansari said in his recent article on online dating was that we shouldn't call them dating services. We should call them introduction services because the best thing they do is introduce you to new people. Like as soon as you're done, that relationship's going to move to Facebook if if, if it's going to work. Yeah. It's like we're not going to use OkCupid to keep chatting. No. I I have a bigoted and prejudiced opinion about online dating, which is it's only good for introductions. And then only if you are in a situation where you don't have uh, traditional means of meeting people. Like so, I, like if you're like agoraphobic. No, more like if you are 45 and you're single and you live in Emory County, where I'm from, and there's no other single 45 year olds, or if you are a Mormon and you live in Scotland, where there's like two other Mormons and they both suck, like <laughs> <laughs> things like things like that. Open up to or, London, see if you can meet somebody. Or things like if you live in a really big city and you work all the time and so it's really hard to go to events and clubs and stuff because of traffic and work and crap and then it's online is a good way to get introduced to new people. My other bigoted opinion is that there should be an age limit. (laughs) I think... That, well, I think the youngest person on an online dating site should be 25 years old. Until they cap it off to the next online dating site? Like, can we go up the ladder to, like, ourtime.com? I guess. But, I mean, if you're 18 years old and you need OkCupid to meet other 18-year-olds, you need to move. You're not doing a very good job of being 18. Yeah, because at 18, between 18 and 25, there are so many ways... To get to know people. When you're in high school and college, you have friends at school, you have friends from other schools. What if you're not in college and you're like 19? Then you probably have friends at work. And there's tons of, especially in Utah, if you're in Utah, no excuses. Because there's tons of singles dances and dry clubs and dry concerts. And wet clubs and piano dueling bars and but, karaoke bars. But and if, you're nine, if you're 19, you would need a dry club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's... I mean, yeah, of course no one would ever drink can uh can our band name be called wet club yes yes it can and it's all gonna be like pool floaty themed yes yes exactly (laughs) um but anyway if you're between 18 and 25 and you can't meet people in person you either need to move or quit trolling for old people 
We have another little segment for you, and this is an idea that I actually stole from Wits, so thank you, John Moe. And this is, I like to call Tinder Review Theater. What is Tinder Review Theater, you may well ask? Tinder Review Theater is where Tim and I and another actor read the reviews of the Tinder app from the Google Play Store as dramatic readings. I can't click the settings bar in the top left-hand corner. My fingers are too big, so I have no idea what my profile looks like. I can't edit it. What would change to five stars if fixed? They monetize it by allowing paying people to swipe an unlimited amount of people each day. Why anyone would pay money to be ignored by more women is beyond me. <laughs> it's okay, but not really. <laughs> it's okay, but I just do not like how the app limits the age of people I can meet. I mean, what 17-year-old wants to date other teenagers? On top of that, it takes forever to meet new people. Force closes when viewing moment activity. Can't see who liked my moments and it force closes when selecting the image I posted. Now I'll never know who liked my moments. Fail, Tinder. Big fail, Galaxy S5. <laughs> I'll like your moments. Richard Nixon will like your moments. Richard, Come on over here. Richard Nixon likes Republican moments. If you promise, that you, if you, promise you won't make fun of me. I don't know how Richard Nixon came into the online dating episode, but we're sure glad he did. Mm. And we're sure glad you chose to consume this type of digital media today. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Tim. The well-o shit was mine. And here are our sign-offs. Snooty. Thanks, everybody. And remember, we are not here to judge you. We are just here to bring the jello salad to your trial. Very well, but when you mention flat up in Harlem, it's time.